All right. Um, hello, everyone. Welcome once again to my space. Um, Precious, what's up? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I'm great, man. You sound good. Thank you. <laughs> kind of shocked with what's going on at Manchester United. Well, yeah. See another day. So, in case you were wondering, I shall just give you guys expo. And um, <laughs> I'm going to talking about United a lot because we have topics to talk about with Man United and not because I'm Man United fans. All right? <laughs> ba? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's quite a trending topic. I think Man United player has been trending on Twitter for a while. So, it's quite something to discuss. And also, our transfer strategy that involves yeah. emptying our squad and not buying anybody. It's a problem. It's a problem. You know, um, Earlier on, um, earlier on, I think about on very early in January, I, I knew I'm not going to make any signings. But then I expected that um, with all of the loans, because at that point, um, we're not willing to um, to let Van de Beek go. We're not willing, and currently, Jesse Lingard has told Raflagi that he wants to leave the club. And so, I mean, to, to be honest, I used to like Jesse a lot, but he has disrespected the club a lot. And more. I don't know again. Now the problem is that I feel like if I can just cut in here, I feel like at the end of the day, the club has also disrespected Lingard quite a lot because okay, how is on that? that only he was promised game time, you get, and he was brought back from a quite successful loan where he was Premier League player for for some months, yeah, and very good run of form, and he brought him back and told him, yeah, you're going to play, you get, and then. Like almost a few, like six months later, and he's back where he was before the law. And I, I don't at know. Of, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, if you check it, yeah. the very best players in the world, apart from let's say Messi, you get there are mm-hmm. actually people that that actually go out and do what's best for their career and not what's best for the club because the club does not doesn't really care if you're in a bad run of form. They are going to get you out. You get you're going to be on the bench. Well, I mean, I expected him to be. I expected him to be to be to be a professional. Now, um, yeah, I he's don't been he's been a problem. professional for a while. You get, I he's mean, twenty nine now. Like, I, how long do you want him to be a professional? He was an academic graduate. You get, and mm-hmm. then as much as he's gotten his chances, you get, but you can't tell me that all this while that Lingard wanted to like stay back. Maybe the club said, "No, we don't want you. There's no place for you." And then he said, "No, I want to stay. I'm going to make my name here." He's not that kind of guy. Like, if you look at him, he doesn't look determined, you know, like somebody that is here to stake his claim. You get, he just wants to play football, you get. He might not be a world beater, but to an extent, he's a good player, you get. He mm-hmm. can play in the Premier League. He can score with, he has proven it at West Ham. You get. He's an inconsistent player. No, no, at West Ham, he wasn't inconsistent at all. Was that West Ham yeah. for six months? Yes, and six months is more consistency than any Man United player has shown us. If you, you can go as far as Rashford, Martial, you get for how many years that we've been patient with them. We've only gotten one good, what classes in out of them, and these mm-hmm. players that 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 always start, you get at least for the majority of the time they've been here, you get, and all this while like. Lingard, with a chance, you get, has proven that, okay, to this extent, in a mid-table club, you get, 
I can be very useful, you get. Why don't you just let him go? You get. I can't actually blame any player in anything well, that concerns my United because I, my United is always like is always making very horrible transfer decisions because very very bad. And we'll like, talk about those transfer decisions yeah. here because there are plenty, guys. Okay, um, on on Lingard, I don't know if if Ole promised him game time. He did, he did. I'm sure that he did. But because what what I know is that the club were holding out for 25 million euros. And there was no way West Ham were going to pay that kind of money for a player on the last year of his contract. Yes, which is which is quite unrealistic. You get just like asking asking um I think was it was it Newcastle that they were asking for about um a ten million a ten million pound so, loan. Newcastle actually offered offered ten million loan fee and to cover his full wages. But then I think Lingard did not want to go to Newcastle. No, it's not possible because Lingard wants to leave. Who else is on the table for Lingard? Um, Newcastle, I think, in club, to be honest. All these things, all these things are a spin. Of course, you're not going to sign a, a five-year deal you get with a club, club that is in a relocation battle. While <laughs> on loan at Newcastle, you get, you are not going to like, it's just a loan deal you get. And it's a world copy as well. Yeah, you don't have to do a pre-contract with them. What you just need to do is go to Newcastle and prove that, yeah, you're still um, um, an average player. Like, you can do what what, um, um, what footballers should do. Yeah, what footballers should do, you get. And you, you even have a, a, a look-in, you get. And you will play every day, you get. Yeah, yeah. That's basically what he needs. So, and Newcastle have money. That's one thing. They actually have money. And I don't think they're going to be relegated. I feel like at some point, if Eddie Howe keeps, keeps up with this, they are going to be sacking him before the end of March if he doesn't improve. And then, yeah. if, if, if they were able to bring in somewhere, somebody like a Frank Lampard, I would have And Frank Lampard, by the way, is the new manager of Everton. Yes, I'm well aware. And I'm happy, and I'm happy that Van de Beek is actually going there because yeah, he's going there I, for Lampard. And we'll talk on Van de Beek a lot because, to be honest, I like Van de Beek. And then I know that he's talented. So uh, you know, you know, we've talked previously about how we don't understand how why they are not playing him. I don't. I don't. It's beyond me. It's totally beyond me how a player like Van de Beek cannot play for Manchester United. Like mm. we have, then we have Max Fred. McTominay plays for <laughs> Manchester United, and he said Van de Beek cannot play. I, not just, not just McTominay. Mark Fred, two of them. I, I am scared that I'm scared that I'm not a professional footballer because I would definitely be going to every newspaper that I would listen to tell them that I am shocked that McTominay and Fred play ahead of me. Because <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm going to make so much noise about it. And then <laughs> let the club do their worst. Because it's quite disrespectful, you get to know that as a Champions League semi-finalist, you get that basically mm-hmm. is you're one of the key players of your team that was rated as well as the leagues and Frankie De Jong. You yeah. Get? And yeah. at the end of the day, anytime you come onto the pitch, you're always doing something special. It looks like, yeah, we have a proper midfield. You get with you in there. It, it looks yeah. like for the first time that we have a proper eight. And, and not just midfield, attack as well. Because yeah, no, no, is very progressive. That's the point. When you're an, you're an eight, you get, when you're playing as an eight, you're not a four. Like, you actually have the license to join the attack. You get, mindfully, you get, consciously. Yeah. And if you look at what he did, like, there was this man, I think it was against Wolves. I think it was it Wolves that we were playing, that they brought him on. 
and then he created he, he created one goal. It and, was and Watford. He scored against uh, Watford. Watford. Yes, that was Watford. Now, if you look at that match, that was the, that's the only match that I've watched since this season that it looked like we have we had an actual number eight. You get Pogba yeah. for all the things that he's good he's good at and that he's good for. He doesn't play like an eight. An eight needs energy. An eight is someone like a Ronaldo. You get he's mm-hmm. to the box, back to the box, back to the box, and back. Like yeah. you get that energy. Something like what? What? Um. Um. Okay. Um. Who? That is an example now. Something like what? A Kante can do. You get like you'll be able to like play simple passes and move very well. You get move very yeah. well. Take up very nice positions. You get. And then, okay, let's say, Van de Beek does not have the ball winning of Kante, but he knows how to apply pressure. Like, if you watch his pressing, like, you would know that actually this guy he does to press the ball. You get and He doesn't he... press, he doesn't chase down the ball like most of the players in our, our, our team do. Like, you wait to have a pressing formation, then you apply the press. Like, I think it's too early to even start going this deep in. Let's just... Yeah. Let's just start <laughs> where to. Okay, Van de Beek is a very good player, and I, I hope... I, I know that if he plays enough, he'll make the World Cup squad for his country. And that's what I hope for him. That's what I hope for um, Anthony Martial as well, who is out on loan. I just hope years. Van de Beek does not get injured. Like, yeah, that's uh, one thing I, that I just hope that doesn't happen. I hope he doesn't get injured, too. And then about Martial, I don't care about Martial. I honestly don't care. <laughs> I do care about Martial. Martial is my favorite Man United player, man. I feel like, I feel like he's had his chances. And then yeah, he's uh, always, he did. He, he always, come, he of always comes in with, with this um, golden boy thing you get going on. And then mm-hmm. everybody wants to forgive him and all that. But he's been quite inconsistent. You get, and I know that they say, okay, he's a cool guy. And then he really doesn't have attitude. But your body language affects the people around you. You get, the people that have that kind of courage that he has are what best players. You get, but he carries himself like he's that good when he isn't. Like, I remember Marciana, when we had Marciana. Marciana on the wing was a nightmare. Yeah. Dribbler. Chris He wasn't scoring, like, so much. Like, on the wing, Marciana was a nightmare. Was now, oh, my God. Like, it's just it's just so bad. I, I don't want to start talking about Rashford because then, this guy needs need proper development. Play so long without the coach. That's what happened. Players stagnate and they keep trying the same thing over and over again. All right, um, um, precious, what's up? Um, can we talk about our country? <laughs> <laughs> wow, um, you know, we had this conversation about the goal we considered, and now we've got our discussion. But, um, firstly, I want us to talk about, um, what's it now? Um, about the what we saw and, and what we think what could be. For our country if we have proper time with a proper manager to train because I feel that um, national teams are not built in one year and um, since 2014 till now we've had eight permanent managers and one interim manager that's Eguavuen that just finished and then um, what's his name um, Jose Jose Pinheiro yeah if I'm right will take over and that will be the ninth manager and one interim that's ten managers in since that since 2014 in about nine years, and that's 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 mad inconsistency. Nobody has the only person that has time to build that has had time to build 
with his team is Gernot Rohr, who sadly didn't work out for. And I don't understand. Well, sadly, like, more like expectedly. He did not work out for because. Are you serious? Yeah. Right, right, <laughs> when, you, when you watch him like the first time, you yeah. know that this guy is not going anywhere because you have the Nigerian team is, is mind I say, like, it's the best team in the whole of Africa with the best quality of players. The best, okay, yeah. is the team with the best players, but I don't think yeah. it's the best team. No, not the best team, like, with the best quality of players you get all over the world. You have people playing competitive football, you get. Yeah, yeah. And, and the advantage is, like, these players are not, they're not players in their 30s, like 32 or 31, or you can see them, they are old. They are really young recent. players. Abu Bakr is old, you get, but these guys are fresh blood, you get potential, highly rated all over the world, you get. And it's still, it's still as if, like, <laughs> it's, it's more like an all star team, like, that receives no coaching because I don't yeah. know, I feel like everybody is just playing according to vibes. And then even if there is any tactics, like, it's just, I uh, play 4 4 2 and then. Just play around on the wing. Four two two two. Receive. Let's buy. Receive inspiration. I was just, <laughs> I was just shocked. The match that we lost, like, was was painful to see. It was just too painful to see because I just saw so many like three Nigerian players on the wing and nobody in the center. Please, where is the goalpost? Is the goalpost not supposed to be in the center? And then we have three people on the wing, like, just. Hugging the touchline, you get, and then nobody thinks, okay, like, ah, we have two people here, we can actually make a triangle that that can give us somebody close to the center, you get, and it's not as if like they were just playing what they learned at their club, like, okay, because I'm playing at Lista, what do I normally play for Lista? Don't you, you think get? it's a it's a coaching problem? I mean, I I feel that footballers um, footballers are people that have um the ability to play, but then. For them to play in a in an organized way, they need proper coaching. And obviously, it's a coaching problem. I feel like it's a Nigerian problem generally because there's always this feeling of talent, talent, talent. You get talent, mm-hmm. talent, talent. Most things in Nigeria is just like talent based. It's not based on your consistency, hard work, patterns. You get. So I feel like yeah, yeah. that's the same vibe that they carried to this competition. Oh, we have the most talented players. Of course, we are going to win. We get we, we came out from the group with um um and on a perfect record. You get there was a there was a, there was a certain confidence with which we played. Yeah, <laughs> social media FC. Even when we are one goal, <laughs> I'm telling you, well, as if we won the match on Twitter. Like I and it's <laughs> it's a Nigerian thing, man. Like <laughs> I. Yeah, there are sometimes when I feel really sad and I just go to Twitter and I'm smiling from ear to ear. Is that serious? <laughs> like Nigerians, Nigerians are very good content creators. My goodness, like I can't even overemphasize it. The tweets I saw during Afcon were wow, man. And then that's the funny thing. Now, can you believe that? Like, I I bet a few a few weeks ago, you wouldn't believe that Egypt would still be in this competition and wouldn't. Yeah, and I, I was just I was just going to talk <laughs> on Egypt. After we finished trolling them, <laughs> serious troll, open Salah, trolling them like at the end of the day, like they are still in the competition and, and we are not. And, and that's just 
That's just okay. sad because I'm, that's, I'm when, that's when you see a team, a team playing, playing for the team, and then seeing a group of players just playing for highlight reels, like and, and, yeah. and the fame and the followers. I'm sure, like it just reminds me of Manchester United. I'm sure that <laughs> within the game, like they'll be like, "Ah, oh, I got a new follower. Oh wow, wonderful." <laughs> okay, I'm um, telling you, it's, it's so yeah, unprofessional. I, I know, I know, I get what you're saying. Okay, so um, Egypt um, play Cameroon in the semi-finals on Thursday by 8pm. That's on Thursday. And um, the first semi-final tie is Burkina Faso, surprise, against Senegal on Wednesday by 8pm. Predictions, predictions. Um, what, what are your predictions? And if you're listening, I'd like you to drop your predictions as well. I failed woefully with my predictions. Of course, I predicted Nigeria to go through we got knocked out. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so, some of my teams are still here. Cameroon and Senegal. So, it wasn't completely an epic fail. But yeah, I failed so bad. It was it was embarrassing. Like, I just saw people dropping. The teams that I predicted to go through, I just saw them dropping. And I was like, oh, more. Did you... Okay, quick question for you. Did you expect us to lose to Tunisia? Like, in any... Was there any world where we lost to Tunisia for you? I thought that finally... For, for me, I was like, finally, we stunned the corner, you guys. We've won so many matches on the bounce. And then, finally, we're going to like, see a Nigerian team that actually plays to its potential, you guys. Uh, personally, I wasn't happy with the call-up, you guys. And that's one issue that I've always had with the Nigerian national team. What part of the call-up were you not happy with? I don't know. I feel like we have better players. Like, even with the talents in that squad, I don't know why... Iwobi was called up. He's having a terrible two years. Like terrible inconsistency. Everton, like he has been terrible as a and, player. Like <laughs> I don't know. He has been called up. He has been playing as a right wing back for Everton, and he's not even constant. And then this is just terrible. Why was he at the Afcon? Like what was he there to do? And why was what, he what? even subbed on? Like I in don't... what world, in what universe were you losing? And decided that the best option was to put in Iwobi. Is there any reason that he was called up apart from him being, uh, say, I think it's JJ Okota's cousin or whatever? Nephew. I don't know, whatever. Okay. Um, that is the only justifiable reason because there's really no other reason why you would play Iwobi. Do you think it was a red card? <laughs> I actually don't know what the red card was about. <laughs> <Because, laughs> there is. <laughs> they're shocking, they're shocking refereeing in Afcon, man. It's embarrassing. It's like, just, that, that's to show you the quality of the competition. People, so have, people have stopped watching because of the quality of refereeing. It's just so bad. What, what did you expect? Like, these are referees that have been refereeing in the leagues, and you see how crappy our leagues are. So, and what, what did you expect to happen? Oh, did you know? Eh, did you know? Let me, I don't know if I've told you this thing before, but that time when. When I still used to follow the MPFL, when when a club um, goes away from home and draws a game, the manager comes out and says stuff like, um, "We got a very valuable away point," and he always says it, even when they are obviously the better team. And apparently, if a team wins you in your home, the fans of the home team will come out, get into the pitch, and attack the players of the team that won, and it's very embarrassing. I just imagine. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's why when when Raw was here, I did not blame him for not even calling MPFL players. Why would you call MPFL players? 
Although even the international, even the international base players that he called, like Sokrates, he didn't call any of the ones that we actually wanted to see. Why is a player like Onoachi like not integrated into the squad? At oh this point? man, the, the I, I think there is also Simi. You know that plays in the Italian okay. league. Sorry, Simi that plays in the Italian league. Um, like I, I forgot all him. these things. That yeah, I know him. Simi that played for Croton last yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. I know him. I know him. So that that now, pulled out the um, answer shirt after scoring. Yes, yes. Now all these people now, like you did not see them, and you managed to bring Omar Sadiq and put him. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> okay. I have to say, I have to say that I don't understand the bias against Sadiq because I that I guy is terrible. Oh my god, <laughs> that guy is terrible. It's not like he's too bad. He has movement, you get. He, he moves quite well off the ball. You get, but the player comes when the ball touches him. If the ball touches him, like, it's just... It's just confusion, you get. Like, as if he didn't have a plan. He's under so much pressure. Like, mm-hmm. I, I feel like he's playing the biggest game that he has ever played. In his career. So like, yeah, so I feel like... And then he looks he looks focused to get ready to work hard, but... Yeah. I don't feel like he has developed enough you get, to be getting a call-up to the national team, to the national team at that point. When they are better players, like, see me carry Croton, like, in the Italian league. Yeah. Get, and yes, yes, yes. I, I, you've not I even do. talked about bringing, bringing him into the fold, and you're bringing Alex Iwobi. <laughs> the, the only revelation that I enjoyed actually watching was Moses Simon, like, he was just like a breath of fresh air. Joe Aribo. And Joe Aribo. And indeed, he's just a very a very good professional. And I think I, I think what was him. expected of Indivi to perform well. Um, yeah, so yeah. In, That's why there was no excitement because even in the Premier League, when he plays, he, he always has this standard that he manages to maintain. You get yeah, all yeah. the time. Like, you know, he's a good defensive midfielder. He's going to block the gaps. Nothing too special, nothing too ordinary. He's good. You get yeah. So that was good. He just did his best, but he's not vocal. You get nobody was talking on that pitch. Nobody was saying do this. Yeah. Even when the red card was shown, nobody contested it. I don't know if it was a feeling that they decided that they could beat Tunisia even with ten men or what. Like because nobody was angry. Nobody <laughs> was very challenging the confidence the that was everybody had. It would be just like as if oh I do, I don't even want to be here self. Like I can just go back to the bench now. Like you get and. Who was talking? Who was talking? Like, actually, this Okoye guy that I don't even like so, was actually quite vocal, you get, with, with some things. I don't you like Okoye, my guy. Okoye, Okoye is something else. Like, that's, that's so unprofessional, like, of him, like, what he did here, because this is, this is the time to show that, okay, yeah, this, all this hype is actually true. Yeah, you go and make a mistake like that. You gotta make a mistake like that. That's not that's not to be expected. Well, but do you do you do, as do you not like him because of that mistake or because I feel that uh, the way you said I don't like him is like you have an agenda against him since no, 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 no against him since no agendas against against football players no agendas like that like but based on what you do tells me like I I kind of. 
<laughs> make a generalization on my, my end. And I think he's, time, his afro was effortless. I feel like, I feel like against, you, say, um, you, against... say you say he's a good keeper for Sparta. Yeah. Good yeah. and fine. But I feel like so much attention was put on him and he didn't focus during the afro. He wasn't exceptional. He wasn't, he wasn't even average. Because he basically had nothing to do. Like nothing. Even, even the you penalty in so, the group stage, he just fell to his feet and that's I mean that's the point. Up now, already. Do you do you understand that the, the biggest part about being a footballer is actually mentality you get? Like Yeah, yeah. Where is your mind that? That's why we have all these psychology like and all these therapies like at football clubs. They always want to know what you're feeling, what's in your where where you at, you get. Even when you play like football manager, you see that players don't have determination, they don't perform consistently around these things. Like it's quite important to get. So at this stage, like where okay, the whole world is watching and everybody now seems to have their eyes on you, which you've never had all your career now. And how do you react because, to something like that? You you go and make no effort, like because that is the lack of effort. It is a general lack of effort because you've to be honest. To this you get, and then you know, like when you look at the world's best keepers, you get when you're playing at the big club, you get you barely have any chance to like, you know, get to sleep and all this. Any yeah. small sleep. Yeah, so it means that whenever you're called upon, you get you have to act like you have to perform. You've been doing it all day. Just have get, to like, perform. So that's just it, and then he didn't even make an effort. Like ah. I was just pained. I was just pained, like, to see that. Because that was straight at him. That was straight at him. Like, if it wasn't, if it wasn't, like, well, I don't think anybody forgave him, but I feel like they did not even slate him enough, like, as I expected him to be slated. Because if I don't try something like that. I don't know. I, I, felt, I felt Nigerians abused him, and I don't like abuse. I mean, I've always said that criticism is, is different from abuse, and I can criticize players very sternly. The thing is, the thing is, I'm not making excuses. I'm not making excuses for whatever happens, you guess, but we know the world that we live in now, you guess. So I don't feel like anybody should be too surprised at what happens, you guess, when something like this happens, you get. You might say, okay, previously, people didn't used to get this much abuse, but previously, footballers didn't used to get paid this much, you get. So at the end of the day, like, I feel like to an extent, it's just criticism with sarcasm. You get some kind of sarcasm attached to it. Because this is, this is a career where like, you earn a lot. You get, so at least to an extent, you're supposed to have a standard of performance. You get? Yeah, yeah. So that's why most of them, I don't feel any, any sympathy for players like Ashford, unless you're being racist towards them. But if you're saying, I don't like how you play, bad player, terrible player, you can say that. You are a and I know that fans get really angry because I've been angry, I've been sad. I'm on me at this club. Okay, um, now what do you talk about this club, Man United? Um, we moved <laughs> at the beginning of the season from a very bloated squad in terms of attack to a very thin squad. Currently, the only wingers at the club that we are sure will be here at the end of today are Jidon Sancho, Marcos Rashford, and Anthony Elanga first team wingers. And at the beginning of the season, we had those three players, Anthony Martial, Ahmad Diallo, Jesse Lingard. Um, help me out. 
Amadialo is not a Man United. Yeah, have you believed it? Are you living under a rock? No, no. I said at the beginning of the season. At the beginning of the season, we had a lot yeah. of players. No, I'm saying right now. We're talking about right now, right? Like no, we no, have no. just two strikers. Um, yeah. Our coach likes to play two at the front. All right. Um, I I was saying that um at the beginning of the season we had a lot of wingers. <coughs> sorry, I'm sorry about that. And currently we have um just three wingers and two strikers. That's five players, and we have 18 more games to go in the Premier League. And with all things work out as we plan, um we'll have um give or take six more Champions League games. There's the FA Cup to play, and it's really, really sad to see that Man United started out the season with a really big squad. Um, some people even consider the squad bloated, but right now it's a really thin squad. And um, there's something wrong with his connection that's precious. <laughs> and so, when he fixes that, we'll talk on missing Greenwood, and it's going to be a really long talk. Um, it's not going to be really long because of your time. Well, um, just, just, um, just after talking on Missing Green, we'll, we'll probably end for today. And thank you for listening. Um, I'll end this segment here, and there'll be a new segment. All right. Um, welcome back. Okay. So, and um, before the interlude or intermission, um, we precious. What's up? Are you, are you connected? Yes, I'm connected. I'm connected. All right. Um. So, um, to to end this um to end this episode, um, the epic fail episode. <laughs> yeah, because because of my predictions, obviously. Um, <laughs> we'll just talk about um the missing Greenwood thing, and um, so I've got some numbers right here that you can call if you've been abused or if you know someone that has been abused, and also. As always, I have a number here for health problems. It's a toll-free number, by the way. All right, also, Precious, quickly, um, thoughts on the Mason Greenwood case. Now, um, I don't want to single out the player. I want us to talk generally um, on abuse in football and um, how there's some sort of um, um, protection for players because I know that these things happen and um, these things happen and I now I don't know that these things happen. I think that um, <laughs> so I don't say something that gets me into trouble. Um, I think that um, these things happen a couple of times. Um, we, we we've seen Benjamin Mendy, and um, the the club does not know of this stuff because it ha- I mean abuse can happen to anyone, and I feel that um, when you are at that level, um, and then you feel that you can go on and abuse people, it's very wrong. So um, I want us to talk. Precious, can you hear me? Yeah, I'm with you. Okay. I want us to talk based on this generally, um, based on abusing football and what can be done. Now I'll start with myself. Um, I feel if Mason Greenwood is found is found guilty now, um, there's an ongoing investigation into that matter. I feel if he's found guilty, I the writing by suspending a player under investigation. And obviously, I know that if he's found guilty, that's a permanent breach of his contract, and the club will terminate ties with him. Permanently. So, Ambrosius, what do you think the football world can do to protect people from abuse? Um, first off, like, you always look at this whole thing because, number one, 
when because you see footballers on TV, we assume that yeah, they they are very good people. They look so good. So innocent. Very good sportsmen means like like they are good. They have good personalities outside the pitch. So that's one thing that I would say. Like you never want to beat your idol. You get. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Now I'm not saying Mr. Greenwood is guilty of what he was accused of because I know how social media can be. Everyone is on their high there's a, there's an ongoing that. investigation into that. Yeah, so there's an ongoing investigation. So I feel like that's that's all that should be said based on 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 his stance. You get but generally I feel mm-hmm. like you 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 can't really just particularly police um let's say footballers you get because generally celebrities people that um have a huge following are always going to have a particular kind of entitlement and protection you get yeah yeah but i feel like one thing that we can do is encourage people that have been abused like to speak up early because the earlier you speak up um, the more straightforward things can be you get and yeah and all that but I'm, i'm also saying like I'm also saying we've also seen these things happen where footballers have been accused of doing some certain things, and at the end of the day, it came out that they were actually innocent because also having having a huge following also also makes creates people that are looking to exploit you. So I just feel like we should let the investigation play out. I remember when Ronaldo was accused of rape, and I remember Neymar. Like there's a long list of footballers you get. Yeah, that have been accused. That have been through all this, but but personally, I feel like Greenwood's zone has it really blew up. Really blew up. I think I don't think there's, there's, way back. there's really strong okay. evidence against him, man. It's yeah, strong. Yeah, very strong. Yes, but we we. We can't. We are not in the place. We don't have the forensics to say what evidence is strong because knowing what the internet is now, you get like all these things can be made. I'm not saying they are made up. You get, but I'm just saying we are not in the right place. You get to say okay, this is strong evidence. You get because we don't know what people are up to these days. You get so I would rather leave it to the experts. You get to decide. But what I'm saying is, if you're in a situation where you are abused, you should or you, you could be that. abused. Yeah, or you could be abused. No, <laughs> that would just that would just be uh, 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 I don't know, I don't know. That would be kind of stereotyping someone as a, a potential abuser. You get, but I'm just saying, if if there are signs, you get obvious signs, and yeah, you feel like okay, and then this person has has shown me an attitude, or has actually abused you, then I feel like at some point. You owe it to speak up, not necessarily social media, but to law enforcement. You get yeah. So okay, um, speak. In the spirit of speaking up, um, I have some numbers here. Now, the first number I'll give out is exclusively for male, um, for people that have been abused that are male, or people that want to talk about abuse that are male people. Um, so um, if you're listening to this, it's it's a Nigerian number, yeah, because most of my audience, my most of my audience is in Nigeria. Um, it's zero eight zero two eight 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 two eight two eight. Now take that again slowly this time. Zero eight zero two eight 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 two eight two eight. All right. Um, I'm going to give out another one now. Um, this um, it's women. This is this is this is for women exclusively. Zero nine zero six zero zero zero. Two one two eight, 
That's zero nine zero six zero zero two one two eight. Now there's another number also for women zero eight zero seven two seven three two two five five. That's zero eight zero 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 eight zero zero seven two seven three two two five five. Now I'll come again for um, I I think I I zero eight zero zero seven two seven three two two five five so yeah that's it um as as always i'll end the episode with the mental health line so stay tuned um so um before 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 before, and we're talking about man united starting the season with a really big squad and now we have just three wingers that we know we will be here by the end of today and it's crazy how, <laughs> because we've complained, like, we don't complain, Taya. I've been complaining about the Grizzlies. I've been complaining about the transfers and how there's a problem with Man United. And it's, it's, it's really sad to see that um, we started this season with about six wingers. So we knew that we had first choice, second choice players. And then to some extent, there were some people that, that, that could never make the bench, but could be called upon. And now we have a very team squad. How sad is that, man? It's just very sad. I just feel like even with Ragnik here, like it hasn't, it, it hasn't been that much of a deviation from how things are normally run. But at least yeah. players are living now, and then you can free up some money from the wage bill. But what's frustrating me the most is that the club is refusing to reinvest this money. You yeah, there are no replacements. That's 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 new, new that's, acquisitions. Yeah. I feel like if you feel like you have starters in the squad, at least you buy. Potential players. We we've had Julian Alvarez picked from under our nose, like by Man City, and yeah. one of the one of the bright prospects in football right now. If you check Liverpool, Liverpool just got um this Luis Diaz guy from Porto, and that's yeah. a promising talent. And then you see Tottenham threatening with Betancourt and Kulusevski. You mm-hmm. you see everyone being active in the market. Even Burnley got Wigos. You get so. This this is a clear declaration of your ambition for the club. You get are you planning to struggle or are you planning to actually mount a challenge? You get you are mm-hmm. bringing in Luis Diaz and then still looking at other signings with a team that as complete as theirs is. It's a statement like okay, this second half of the season we really want to push Man City for it. You get yeah, you want money is coming back, Salah is coming back, and they would have Jota as Firmino. They would have possibly Minamino. I don't know. I think Origi is leaving. And a, lot, a whole lot of first teamers. And then you can see up and coming talent like Kate Gordon and, you know. Harvey like, Elliott. Yeah, Harvey Elliott is quite injured, but we yeah, know that he did really well before. He's he got, a very good player. He got that, yeah. So, but what I'm saying in particular is not just they have a first team, they have second choice, and then they have youth. You get. That, yeah, that, that actually that actually can perform at top level because if you watch when when um their fringe players actually play they don't look as bad as our own first players sometimes like we get like it's just like bringing on someone like Lingard and it looks like he hasn't played the football like in years and that's what happens when you don't rotate the team you get because you're always trying to scavenge points mm. yeah so and then. As you know which players are progressing, ones are coming for 
when when you're not giving proper players a chance. At the end of the day, we still, I don't know. I really don't know. Like, my use matter is a very long matter because I know that we have Elanga now and we had Greenwood, but still, like, it feels like the whole the whole youth setup stagnated, kind of, because we have prospects like Ethan Laird coming in. Like, we're thinking, okay, by now, James Garner would at least be fringe at my United, but his development has been so slowed down. And we had um, Shoritire that at one point was was looking like he was going to make that step. We don't see much of him. We have Hannibal Mejbri, that is a full international now. But we, it's as if there's a lack of integration because I don't think the youth play what the first team even play because for a long time, the first team had no tactics in the first place. So what do you now pass on to the youth team? You get So it's quite difficult. The situation that Manchester United is in. And I just hope that some way, somehow, like, all right. Um, so welcome back. Um I was I was going to give my account predictions. Um my network is pretty messed up now, I'm so sorry. Um so um it's it's Egypt, Senegal, Burkina Faso, and Cameroon. And Egypt play Cameroon and Senegal play Burkina Faso. Um I think I think I think for the final game, um Let's see. This is going to be now. This is. Um, I think it's going to be Egypt. Um, Egypt against Senegal. I'd love to see a Salamani game. And so, precious, what's your prediction? I feel like it's going to be Senegal against Cameroon. Okay, fair. I, I mean, feel like Cameroon has. They have a very strong team, and very the, strong the players team. work very hard. Mm-hmm. If you take everyone from the front line. Their midfield, very hard working players, so they can stay solid. And I don't think Egypt have much attacking threat. It's not, I think it's Salah and Trezeguet. That's it's all. Salah and Trezeguet. So I don't think it's, I don't think it's going to, be, I think it's, it's actually going to be <laughs> maybe like 3 1 or so. Like, I feel like it's the end of the world for Egypt, and it's going to be a Cameroon Senegal final. Okay. Um, who do you think will be the champions? And who do you think will have come to twenty twenty one? Well, now that's that's the difficult part. That's the actual difficult part. Um, let's. What, how about you? What do you think? Um, me. I think Senegal. You think Senegal? Yeah. Ah. I think I have an equally strong squad. Very good defense. Yeah, they do. Very strong. Very good midfield. Uh, but I'm, Senegal is it's quite good. It's quite good. But I think I'll go with Cameroon. All right. So there you have it. Um, Me, I'm going for Senegal to win the Africa Cup of Nations. Um, semi-final games, by the way, take place on Wednesday and Thursday. And Precious wants... Um, or his prediction is that um, Cameroon will win Afcon. Um, so um, we want your predictions, and if you can predict who wins Afcon correctly, you stand the chance to win prize money of ten thousand naira. But you must be following the social media platforms. Um, Chinedum Awa on Twitter at Awa Chinedum. Um, Precious's handle is at Misfit underscore Kachi K A C H I, and the normal Misfit you know. I don't know why he chose that name by the way on Instagram. And the podcast has a handle 
MySpace at MySpace Show on Twitter. So that's it. So, so participate in the giveaway. You have to be following us on all platforms. Every of these accounts I mentioned should be following us and drop your predictions in the comment section of the post we we'll make on our Twitter on our Twitter handle, and um, we. We will decide on how the giveaway will go. So thank you so much for listening. Um, before I wrap up, I'm precious. Do you have any closing? <laughs> I wish I wish my the best Manchester United. <laughs> yes, <laughs> really I to, wish my really the best. In the Champions um, League. Yeah. If if you don't make the Champions League, we're losing Ronaldo. So all of the foundation only built, according to his lovely fans. We'll be training to the mud. <laughs> At this point, I don't really mind if we lose because it's not like we don't have the tools to even utilize him, so he might as well yeah. be on his way. Because mm-hmm. if you look at it, he's very motivated, but actually very frustrated. Very he, frustrated not happy at his because, teammates, at himself. Yeah. It's just he's a lot of where the team is not at, and he's not he's not an upcoming talent figure that develops the squad. It's a player that mm-hmm. is here to to win things, to bring him into already it. Already established I can only imagine what this league would have been like if Ronaldo was at Man City. <laughs> <laughs> less said, the better, man. <laughs> the less said, the better. But nobody's like a hundred million to a week. About Grealish. <laughs> yeah, who perform? Who, who perform? I, I know Grealish will perform. They are, yeah, they are we, 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 we know that we know that we know that this is Pep you get and yeah, Pep can, Pep can, can Pep work that magic you get. But I just feel like it's an extra. Nobody's talking about how overrated English players are because yeah, they are. Really, it's not. And, it's not. It's not. And I know yeah. it's not even about me feeling. I know, and most, and most people agree that a monthly signing English was very very unnecessary. I mean, they have. If they had, if they had, it was more like a panic buy. They needed a statement yeah. signing for the season. And I don't then... understand it. I, I don't know if it was a panic buy because I mean, you panic when you don't have players. They, ha- they have players in those but, positions. But, it, but they didn't have, they didn't have like, they didn't have a statement signing for the season. So, I feel like that's no, what they were trying but, to do. You know, they, 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 were to bring in, they were going to bring in someone as big as Ronaldo, you guess. And yeah. then. When that wasn't working, Hurricane wasn't working either. You get no, no. It was as if British was the next big available thing. You get Precious. Maybe you know that uh, if if they had hundred million to spend on Grealish, and they had hundred million for Kane, there's no way in heaven and on earth anywhere in the universe that Danny Levy will reject two hundred million for Kane. He's not mad. So, that's what I've been saying since. Why, why, why don't you go? Why didn't they go all in for Kim? I, I don't think Kim is worth two hundred million. I don't. I don't personally. I don't think Kim is worth hundred million. I don't think he is. I don't think he's that hundred of a player. I don't think he is. Are you serious? If you remove yes, if you remove British buyers, how old is Kim now? <laughs> Thirty nine. Yes. Like, how many years do you think you're going to get out of him? He's always injured. Yeah, that you get like uh, you actually have to do all this math, and then good. He's he is like more like a complete forward. You get, but mm-hmm. most times he's not he's not a match winner. You get so why are you buying a player that is not like an Mbappe, a Haaland? A Haaland is a match winning kind of striker. He's a physical beast. 
you get and with quite quite good finishing you get but sometimes when you expect hurricane to be the main man he now drops back and tries to play to someone else to do the to do the work you get like that. He, he tries to create for someone else to to make that final touch you get unless yeah. he gets really mad like i think when when we were, i think it was the euros or something there was this match, he wasn't scoring much of course like that There's this match where he just went on and scored like a hat trick. You get because yeah, yeah. like at that point you get he was like okay I'm hurricane. But at a mm. point when it comes to it, you get you see it with Tottenham and all that. When it comes down to it, like he just steps back and tries to put someone else in the spot. Like he's very good, man. Like but I'm two hundred million, not even one fifty. Like I don't even think a hundred million is is a win for Tottenham if they can get the hundred million for hurricane. Because you can see this season now, like. They offered one thirty, and it was turned down. It's just this. But I if he can be like that. He, he doesn't look at for more than more than he thinks he does. It's more like a club. All right. Um. Okay. Um. So um, this is where. That's the number. Um, it's zero zero eight zero zero two zero zero zero. That's zero eight zero zero eight zero zero two zero zero zero. Now, um, I feel and I know that your physical health is as important as your mental health and should not be neglected. So, if you want to talk to someone. You can um, dial that number. It's toll free. And thank you for staying with us. Um, I am co-host. I am half of this show. My name is Shadow Hour, and I had with me pleasure, um, precious Woko. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you, man. Me. Yeah, sure.